Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Abbott, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Page, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. Your company that comes on first this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together, like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, bananas. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cutting of Jim, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Chase the man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a little bit of a cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that black boy and fuck that. Black dude, how? This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you! Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza It is Sunday, May 28th, 2017. Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio THT collaboration. I am Jcat Morris, as always, and uh, here's uh, my co-host, Shaheen. What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? Uh, not much, man. Same old. That's a, that's a weird thing to intro, man. It's always me solo, so I just fucking do the same thing. I had to... 
<laughs> Seems simple, but when you never talk to anyone else. It, it's funny because even when you had a co-host, you were basically solo. The dude like, barely fucking ever said anything, you know? Yeah. Like, so, Eric, uh, what'd you think of the CZW show? Eh. Yeah. All right, yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> very interesting. Shit, shit was trying. So, yeah, man. Um, it's hilarious. So, what's going on? Not well, much, we got a... Not much, you know, same old, same old. We're uh, uh, less than a week away from TOS. So I'm excited about that. But uh, first of all, you know, Yakuza Kick Radio. Check out JCat every Wednesday, blogtalkradio.com slash Yakuza. Check us out Wednesdays uh, right here, mixler.com slash THD Podcast. And uh, you can subscribe to both of us on iTunes and et cetera. Um, dude, I mean... I mean, we got we got some we got some uh, some breaking news as far as you know some. Oh, yeah, and, and while we're doing shout outs, I got to shout out the Eagle Scouts Troop sixty four thirty nine Lakeside Eastern Division. There you go, man. Well, shout out to all the all the homies on lockdown over there. <laughs> uh, don't. Uh, this just turns into a Nick Gage interview. What happened? All right. <laughs> well, dude, it's funny because his, uh, his, his Facebook forget, his Facebook can't forget live. you know where you came from. That's true. That's true. He's staying loyal. His Facebook Live was like saying the same shit, dude. Like, Eastern Block Gang, murder, death, kill, going live. It's like, oh, that's dude. fucking crazy. Is... I, I don't know. And, you know, speaking of Nick Gage, if you guys missed it, you can check out Nick Gage. Uh, we had an interview with him. It was by like 30 minutes or so. Uh, it's in the archive, so you can go check that on iTunes if you'd like. But, um, yeah, let's get into some CZW, man. I'm, I, I, I want to get into this real quick. Um, you sent me the picture, so you probably know a little bit more about where it happened and how it happened if you want to kind of fill people in on, on what's going on with CCW world title picture right now. Yeah, uh, Davey Richards, I guess, won the title from Leo Rush in a company called Defy. Uh, from what I heard, I, I know nothing about this company, but I hear it's their third show in existence. Like, they just kind of started up a company, got some things rolling, got some people booked, and, you know, I'm not going to knock it because, I mean, they got some pretty big talent, you know, right out of the gate. They're obviously doing a little bit more than the shindies that, former world champions are known to work for but um yeah. you know and the thing with the the title changing in another place i mean it's it's crazy but in the same token it's good because for one that company just got a huge hugely just put over you know what i mean because czw world title changed in front of their crowd you know what i mean so that mm-hmm. right away makes you think anything could happen in their company for sure well, I think the whole reason behind this is because of the whole uh, what is it the the worldwide wrestling network or you know whatever DJs always plug in um, that whole thing. I-, I thought it was an actual network. It's not. It's just it's a couple companies networking with each other. There's no actual network. I mean, it's like Progress, WXW, CZW. You know what I mean? It's like those companies. Um, we're basically. I mean, I mean, you haven't been watching it recently, but like you know, Matt Riddle. Um, he came into CZW, did the one show he was defending like the WXW, t- or no, he was defending the Progress title against the WXW title, which was held by uh, David Starr at the time. So I think those companies are kind of, you know, you'll see a lot of them um, defending each other's titles on, on different shows. Um, it is kind of shocking to see somebody win like the CZW title at a random show that nobody really knew about. Oh, it is like I thought Leo was going to be you know, I, I understand if the guy, like, you know, he can't do, like, every CZW show if he's NXT-bound, whatever the case may be. But um, I just wanted to see him at least defend it one time <laughs> at the fucking, you know, skate zone, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
I had heard initially when he won it, there was rumors going around saying he's only here till July because July is going to be the month where he goes to NXT or something. I don't know how much validity there is to that, but um, either way you look at it, he's still wrestling in CZW at the July show, and and you have a four way for the title. But um, I don't know, like you know, for the title to jump around and stuff like that, some people see you know a lack stability. We've seen the CZW title sit on one person for two years, you know, year and a half, two years, right? You know, so I don't know that that's a better look. And I think you know, you know, not to continuously bludgeon Joe Gacy, but I gotta. Um, I'd rather, you know, the title change hands from Leo to Davy Richards to fucking Loki to fucking you know whoever the fuck names actual names like big time indie guys rather than sit on joe gacy for six months yeah well i mean when it comes to gacy honestly like i can't say i was ever like a fan of him but i I could certainly tolerate him you know what i mean i think what's kind of rubbed me the wrong way is not necessarily even his his world title run which i wasn't a fan of but it's just how he kind of carries himself on, on social media and how he's acting more like a fan than an actual you know performer Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's fucking super weird to me. Half yeah. of his posts are like you know directed towards like fans, and it's like, dude, like I come on, man. Like yeah. I I know you're doing ECWA and shit like that, and you're not the biggest you know name out there. And I'm I'm not trying to bash him. I'm, this is facts. I'm not like bullshitting mm-hmm. you. This is facts. Um, but come on, carry yourself a little bit better. You, you like I, I, you know him uh, saying something to me over a comment, and then his mom coming in, and him, him directing a ton of fucking posts to those three guys, the cookie guy. Um, and the two other dudes, I don't know their names, but uh, sitting front row, like, come on, dude, you're, like, you're spending way too much time just trying to fight the fans and force them and try to give them a reason to to like you versus just going out there and busting your ass. And, and there's only so much you can do because he has been busting his ass. I'm not saying he's, he's having bad matches. He's having great matches. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just can't see him as a world champion. I just, I'm sorry. I, just, I don't have it in me to, to pretend. You know what I mean? It's just not there. Yeah, I mean, he can work. I've said that in the past. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he's a bad worker. He's he's good. He could put on great matches. You put him in there with the right guy. But I don't think he carries himself like a world champion. I think, um, you know, when it comes to the stuff online, obviously. And then I really think, you know, if a guy's only pretty much getting booked on shindies otherwise, I, I think that's a bad look for your world title. I really do. When Leo immediately you know wins your world title and he's got bookings for pwg ring of honor of all this that you know what i mean like all the big companies are gonna have this guy if you could take your title on tour of the biggest companies in the country i think that's a good look for your title when it comes back i mean you're only running a show a month so you only got to get that guy back once a month i don't know to me that that's a great look i mean if your title takes a, a shindy tour every time you know in between shows yeah. that that sucks man yeah and I mean, it's, it's you know, I think CCW's got to find the right balance because, you know, them doing invasion angles with ECWA and SWF and then at the same time, you know, trying to go to these bigger promotions like, oh, we're heading to Germany for our CCW World title defense and WXW. And it's like, yeah, dude, then two weeks ago you were sitting in front of 35 people with Tremont and Gacy going against fucking whoever at ECWA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? you got to find the right balance, man. If you're trying to be like the next quote-unquote WWE of the Indies or, you know, whatever the fuck – SWF is probably not the best way to to start that out, you know. Yeah, definitely not. And um, like I said, I mean, that title goes some big places. Imagine, you know, 
Davey can keep it, and and that thing winds up on TNA TV. I know it's only TNA, but well, that's big though. Yeah. I mean, there's an outside chance that that shows up. I mean, they were showing some titles when uh, I think the Hardys were running around with other titles on there, weren't they? I don't know. I haven't watched. T- Dude, that's actually that's. I don't know, man. I'd actually be really hyped to see that. Um, you know. Just the visual. I mean, I, I mean, it's not going to make me watch TNA or anything. I'll look at the quick clip on YouTube or something. But that's that'd be dope as shit if if they actually make that happen. Yeah, which is um, which is a possibility. I'm not sure. Um, I mean. I don't know if Boxman is still there, but if were the Hardys at all carrying like the other uh, titles with them that they won on the Indies on TNA on TNA TV? Yeah, do you recall that at all? I don't remember. Remember, I lost the channel months ago. Oh, right, right, I right. just haven't. Yeah. I just haven't yeah. kept. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 watching a uh, a poker tournament over here. That's that sounds uh, very entertaining. I'm actually watching uh, Kevin Hart <laughs> play, play play professional poker right now. Kevin Hart, man. The, com- yeah, the comedian. I'm watching him show. actually at a final table playing poker at the Aria. Sitting on a phone book playing poker with adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, back to you guys. All right. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that, man. I think it brings some couple thousand maybe new eyes on, on CZW. I mean, TNA's doing like, you know, 120,000 in rating mm-hmm. viewership or whatever. Uh, I'm not even saying, you know, um, you know, TNA uh, hosting a CZW title defense or anything like that. Even if they showed a backstage segment and he's got that sitting on, you know, sitting on the bench in front of him in the locker room, just right. a cameo of the CZW title on TV, I think is a really good look. Who knows? I mean, dude, this is the same company that uh, just united with fucking Global Force Wrestling, which they were an indie. I mean, that's what they were. They were mm-hmm. actually shindy. I mean, uh, when it comes to drawing, I mean, the, the, yeah, sure, the shows look like a PWS show with a bunch of fucking legends and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they drew 50 people, so it, it's an indie, you know what I mean? And yeah. they did, like, three, four shows. So if, if TNA is willing to invest in that, uh, I mean, I don't see why they can't have a working relationship. Not necessarily even a working relationship, but at least, you know, just give people that visual. Because yeah. um, I don't know if they would shy away from CZW's past and not want to kind of associate themselves with that, you know, it's, uh, they've done that like Monsters Ball and right, all of that yeah. shit. So they're not really like the the biggest like haters of hardcore or whatever you want to call yeah. it. I, I'm more saying it for the reason of of like you know you might run you might type in CCW on YouTube and run across the clip of you know Zandig getting hung by his back. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. Mm, you know, yeah. which uh, dude, I actually want to ask you that. Were you at that show? Yeah. Okay, dude. I, I, tell me about that show because like I remember seeing that, um, and the first time they did it. It was it was kind of like like a backstage segment. I didn't really mind that so much. Them doing that in front of the fucking people, it just like it grossed me out. I wasn't like offended or anything. I was just like, yeah, this is not necessary. I don't really need to see this, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And I, I, I mean, I was never really following CZW like you know like show to show, mm-hmm. like in the early two thousands to mid two thousands. Um, I would get you know tapes whatever I could get. Um, if I came across it, I would I would get it from the from from you know Feinstein whatever the case may be. Um, but I wasn't like following it every time, you know what I mean? It, right. it came on it, it, on TV in Philly. Um, Fake U TV was on for a while, but it wasn't it wasn't you know nothing yeah. that you could follow week to week. But uh, I remember seeing that, and uh, that just that shit just fucking shocked me. That was like the one time, which is not it's not actually that crazy because people do it for fun, you know what I mean? Like this is like tattoo artists and, and they're they're mm-hmm. into shit. But for a wrestling show, I'd never seen anybody just get fucking. Butcher spikes just, you know, pierced pierce in their back and have them, you know, elevated, which, uh, you know, seeing it as like a, you know, 14 year old, 15 year old, whatever I was at the time, um, 
it just like it, it looked a lot crazier when I saw it as a, as a, when I was younger than you know when I recently watched it in the last few years because they only lifted them up like a foot or two. You know what I mean? When I when I first watched it, I was like, oh shit! I, I remembered it being like fucking like they raised him to the ceiling, and I was like, holy shit! But um, I was wrong. I kind of yeah. screwed it up in my head. Yeah, just one last thing on the um the TNA thing that I, yeah, yeah. I want to to mention before I, we can move right to that. But um the only thing that I think is a pretty big likelihood of it not happening at all is the fact that TNA pre-tapes like fucking two months ahead of time. Oh yeah. So the chances that they're gonna do something that may be a complete afterthought by the time it actually hits TV is probably like a pretty big factor in it not even making a difference you know what i mean yeah. so that's i mean that's that's one of my first thoughts as far as uh you know the likelihood of it happening it's like you know he he won it now but like if you tune into tna next week on tv you're gonna see something that was filmed a month and a half ago it's not gonna be like oh maybe he'll show up next week with it it's, right that's not gonna happen that kind of ruins it so yeah oh. but what can you do but the um the suspension angle um well you know the thing is is you know, Wax, everybody knows Wax. Uh, that's a CCW, you know, long-time fan. Yeah. He was a photographer for a long time before he was a wrestler. And, uh, you know, he'd walk around. And those, he's got those crazy fucking ears. I, I despise that ear thing. Anyone that does that, I just, it yeah. fucking, it irks me. I don't like it. Stretch your I didn't, I didn't like so. him doing death matches, dude. I, I hated that shit. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, he's got the ears, the piercings, this and that. So he's stuck out. Like, even though, like... You know, you're watching crazy shit in the ring. There's a guy walking around the ring with a camera that's got ears that he could fucking hula hoop with. You know what I mean? And right. you're like, you know, what's the deal with that guy? So, you know, I'd, I'd bring new people to CZW and this and that, you know, every once in a while. Because I had front row locked down. So it would just be like, hey, I need four next month. And then we'd bring two other people with us. And, you know, I'd convince so many different people to come with us for like a one time deal and you know, brought him. So, you know, you'd get like, oh, what the fuck's that guy's deal, you know, and all of that. So, um, as you looked into him and stuff, and he even had shirts that had like silhouettes of um, people hanging from hooks and shit. Yeah. So if you looked up what he was actually into beyond, you know, photographing CZW, he would do that type of stuff that I forget what they call that uh, performance art, uh, hanging from skin stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know suspension. I don't know. I forget what they I call think it. That's, that, that's what they actually refer to as. Yeah, there's like a title or whatever. But um, so uh, you saw that he was kind of into that stuff, and he was a professional piercer and all of that stuff. So it was tremendously shocking because I've never seen anything like that live. But for me, it kind of you know like when you know a movie's a movie, you know it's like I like I got his head cut off, but it's a movie, you know. He, with this, you knew it was under a controlled situation because there was a guy who was doing it who was professional at it. It wasn't like any of those light tube spots or barbed wire spots are probably a, a million times more unpredictable than the you know, professional skin suspension shit that this guy's used to doing. Right. I don't think like they just like fuck up every once in a while and it rips half of the guy's back out, <laughs> you know. I think it's pretty scientifically mapped out on how, you know, the right way to do it. Um, so there was that. I mean, the, the overall visual of it was like, fucking Jesus Christ, this is fucking weird. And the way that they did it is they ended the show with it and they refused. Like the, the plan was, was we are not taking this guy down until every fan is out of the building. We want the entire crowd to leave the building 
thinking this fucking guy is left hanging up there. So it was really fucking cool. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, he stood there and just fucking watched and like, fuck, yeah, this is an ending. Yeah. You know, this is, this is it. And, like, a lot of people cleared out fucking quick. Like, that building cleared out pretty fucking quick. A lot of people were disgusted. And I even saw a lot of people online that were like, CCW took it too far. This is this is where I draw the line. I like death matches, but this is bullshit. And, like, it really it really shocked people and, and put people in, a I guess, a weird state of mind about CCW and where they were going with their violence and stuff. And like I said, I, it was a little bit more orchestrated than a lot of the stuff that's done. Right. So, um yeah, obviously they know how to fall into glass and all that, but there's only so much you can actually figure out on how it's going to cut you or what it's going to do when you hit it. Yeah, this is you know you put the you put the hook here, you put the hook here. You know that supports the body. You lift it up. I mean, Zandig was not a fucking small guy, right? And it didn't rip holes in his back. He probably doesn't even have scars from it. Yeah, you know? no, yeah. I think um, the, I mean they actually they they taped the whole thing um. Even all the way to the end. I mean, I've only seen the tape. I wasn't there live, obviously, but they literally smart mark taped it until like almost the last person left the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he had to sit there for fucking like 15, 20 minutes, man, just for that building to fucking clear out. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. And, and the thing that you mentioned about, uh, not knowing, you know, glass and barbed wire being unpredictable, it's not worse than any fans bring the weapons match because those, like, watching the Carnage Cup, man, they, they didn't even check the fucking weapons. You know what I mean? Like, they would just swing fucking bats with gussets on there. God knows, like, what kind of light tubes people brought. Because there's a, apparently a certain type of light tube that you have to get. The skinny ones apparently cut you worse, and yeah. they're more predictable. So, And for years, they fucking allowed those things. It, that was a trial and error situation where motherfuckers were bringing piles of the skinny light tubes until people were getting, like, filleted. And it was like, oh, these cut yeah, you yeah. way worse. Let's stop those all together. And then eventually you started hearing, like, yeah, no no skinny tubes, no skinny tubes. Like, the company would bring them in. And, you know, they would use them, openly use them. And I guess enough guys just started getting cut more and went, hey, guys, these skinny tubes are really fucking us up, like, <laughs> way more than the other ones. Yeah. Something about the way that they hold up or something. I guess the way it breaks probably, you know, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know the, uh, I guess the physics behind that or whatever, but, uh, you know, the bigger tubes has more glass to get cut by, but I guess the smaller ones, even when they snap, they probably have a little bit more strength to them to actually hold their, right. you know, what's left of it right. while it cuts through you, you know what I mean? So if you break off the top half of that tube, that bottom half is probably going to be a lot stronger than a bigger one that's broken. Yeah, I would assume, yeah. You know? Yeah, I would assume like the stem would be a lot, a lot more dangerous as far yeah. as possibly stabbing you. Uh, yeah. I just searched it though; it's called body suspension. Body suspension. What, okay. Uh, what wax? Oh, yeah. Suspension. So they had done that, and they, you know, they did it when they did the angle. They like forced him to put the hooks in and shit. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, okay, I get. That. You know, it's, it wasn't just like Trent Acid and fucking Messiah throwing the hooks through the guy's back. It was, you know, they forced this fucking you do the fucking thing. You know and yeah, that's that's how they got it done. So it, you know, I mean, if you were around and you just paid attention a little bit, you'd probably be like, oh, okay, this is you know under control, but still weird as fuck. Right. Now, what about the first time they did it with uh, Lobo doing it? Um, um, that was wax as well, right? Because I mean, I've only seen the back backstage segment. Yes. Tape. Um, they never record. I don't think they showed him actually piercing him. 
they just showed the aftermath. You know what I mean? So I'm guessing that was wax as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which happened first. Did the backstage one happen I, first? I think the Lobo one happened before the high five stuff. Um, hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, you'd know better, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw that like way back. Yeah. Um. I yeah, I guess the high five and the, well, okay, yeah. If it was the Lobo thing, yeah, it was the Lobo thing. You're right. Um, that was like the '04 Cage of Death lead up, right? I think, yeah, where they did that and uh, made him sign the contract when he was all fucked up like that. Yeah, I think that was going into Cage of Death three. That was part of the build up, but um, four, four, whatever it was. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, that shit, that shit was like crazy. But uh, yeah, when they did it in the ring, yeah, um, yeah, that, that looked a lot worse. Um, and it, it was obviously not any worse than than you know the, the previous one. But, uh, it was definitely shocking, and, and it definitely made a bigger impact on the guys who, you know, were going and watching, and you thought were just, like, the biggest blood marks in the world, and they were just like, this is too far, and shit. you never really see that, you know? So they, they really hit a nerve where, you know, a lot of people kind of turned their backs on it, and, you know, again, I all the years I've been going, you know, I haven't really seen too much of that. Obviously, some of the stuff that they do in Deep South is just irresponsible, dumb shit. Yeah. But, like, a company who's used to doing, you know, death matches and stuff and people are down with it and suddenly taking a little bit of a turn and going, oh, wait a minute, I don't know about that. Like, that's that's really kind of unheard of. Yeah. Are there any other moments um, in, in CCW history that immediately stick out to you as far as, you know, Maybe the crowd being bothered by something or um, something that shocked you, maybe even. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, standing outside a tournament of death, a oh, helicopter yeah. came to pick Nick Cage's, Nick Cage's dying body up from the <laughs> fucking ring. That was pretty fucking strange. Man. I mean, we were out in the fucking DJ's backyard, and it was just like, yeah, just hold tight. You can't leave because, like, you're going to prevent, you know, the helicopter's got to land, like, right over there. <laughs> like not like two miles away it's like yeah guys the helicopter's gonna land over there and i'm hoping we can save this guy and it's like all right well you know because they they did like the best like fuck finish they could where they just like emptied the locker room and it's like everyone get out there yeah. and whoever wins whatever the fuck's happening now is gonna be the champion yeah. so just go and like you know uh Mox, you know, Dean Ambrose ran back out and, uh, you know, all of those guys and uh, Thumbtack Jack was out there already, I think. And um, they just fucking went out there and did their best to fit. Finish it later. DJ had like a four way match and won the four way match. So he considers himself tournament of death champion. The tournaments decided that day. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so. But it was, that was fucking bananas. Yeah. I mean, just, well, somebody died, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you didn't know the extent of it. You didn't know that he died or anything. Because like, when, he, when he died, according to the story, it was in a helicopter or in a hospital. It wasn't like, oh, he was dead when he left. Like, no, like, I think he gave, like, the dumbass thumbs up deal, you know, yeah. on his way out and all of that shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was, Shouted I was, out a, you know... <laughs> Local PTA group. Uh, he wasn't in prison yet, so you know he had to support whatever he was into. He just he just shouted out those certain blocks, and not not actual jail cells and shit. Right. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I would imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, it's funny when we did the interview with him. He was like, 
he said something like, oh, I would die for this shit. I'm like, you kind of did already, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd do it again. I'd fucking die again for this shit. You did die for this, man, literally. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> your heart wasn't beating for a few seconds, you know? Yeah. But, um, nah, man, that, yeah, that shit's got to be fucking crazy. I would imagine another one that would stick out to you is when you got cut, obviously. But yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one that you can't kind of forget. You carry that scar. But, uh, that was just, honestly, like, at the, at the time, it was just annoying. It was just, like, fucking pissed me off. Just like, fuck, man, I got this cut across my tattoo. This fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, it just, it didn't strike me as like, oh, my God. Like, I, I don't know. It just, just, like, just pissed me off. It put me in, like, a really fucked up mood because, you know, you're just sitting there enjoying it. Next thing you know, yeah. you're like, oh, I got this fucking thing, like, bleeding down my fucking arm now. And it's just, uh, it yeah. just, well, not only that, you have to worry about it getting infected. You know, like, MRSA, like, I've gotten MRSA twice before. Yeah. And it's the worst fucking, like. I can't even describe like the pain to people. It's the like when CM Punk literally says it is the worst thing that he's ever had. Fuck all the bumps and shit. I can totally imagine. I've never taken a bump, but I would imagine it's worse because it's something that you, I can't even describe. But like, dude, MRSA. I mean, that's a, it's a staph infection. You get it from wrestling rings and, and mats a lot of the times. Makes so you being, say antibiotics a lot. The Z packs and all that shit. <laughs> but um. I would. That's what I would be paranoid about. Number one, if I got cut at a wrestling show, I'd be like, "Fuck, Mercer. I've already got this before, and I could get it again." I didn't get those worries. I didn't get any of those type of worries or concerns until I got home, and it was like fucking probably two in the morning or something like that. And I'm like, now I got the fucking the phone is just blowing up with like because I already posted the pictures and shit like that, and like I got like fucking ten, fifteen different wrestlers hitting me up telling me to sue them. Fuck them, the, you know, the, the, like every fucking thing possible. People like, what the fuck? You should do this. You should do this. You should do this. But amongst all that, everybody who had an opinion on what I should be doing medically was like, you absolutely need to go to the fucking hospital. Like whatever they did there isn't good enough. Go to the fucking hospital. And I, I was just like, fuck, like, you know, we had, um, we had a babysitter watching the kids for tournament of death. So when we came home, the babysitter was gone, you know, it was it like they, they went home. So it was like, all right, what the fuck, man, do I leave, um, you know, Mary Jane watching the little ones. I mean, they were all sleeping, but it was like, we pretty much just have to leave and leave them in the house. And we, you know, talk to the neighbor, like, look, just, you know, keep an eye out if anything, you know, and here's the phone number, call the neighbor if anything goes on. But it was like the middle of the night. It was like, we just have to leave and go because you can't wait until the next day or enough healing goes on where they won't even touch it. So right. it's, so I ended up going and, uh, you know, fucking like $700 later, DJ, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love how, I think you went on your show and he's like, and Jay even went the extra mile and went to the hospital. Like, no, that's that, that was what was medically <laughs> necessary. I didn't go the extra mile, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he even went the extra mile. Like, my guy in the back fucking taped it together. They went the extra mile and actually went to a fucking doctor. Yo, <laughs> my, my favorite part was uh, the fact that this is, this is way before Schlack, like, became, like, like blew up. Yeah, my favorite part is Jay told me he was like, "Yo, DJ even fucking offered that, like if my tattoo gets fucked up, Schlack will do it for free." Yeah, he's like, "Dude, Schlack will he'll he'll touch that up, you know, when you when you get it healed up." And I'm like, "Schlack ain't touching a fucking thing, man." It's like, 
you know, if you crashed your, you know, someone smashes into your car and goes like, my brother fixes cars, just fucking call me up. Like, that's not the way this is going to go. It's, and by, by no means is Schlack a bad tattoo artist. But like, no, but when you get shit done, know? yeah, but like when you get shit done, like by a certain artist, you want the same person to touch it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want just some random dude just fucking take a needle to your arm. Trust me, I have a bunch of tattoos that are bullshit. So uh, it's, it's coming from a, a valid source right here. Uh, yeah, like DJ got the letters DJ tattooed on his finger or something, and and if that got fucked up, I'd imagine he'd go back to, to whoever. Yeah, tattooed DJ. Yeah. It's probably Slack though. <laughs> it probably was. It what might have been. It's probably Slack. That would apply. Probably did it for free too. That's man. what I'm saying. You think DJ paid for it? Come on, dude. You wrestle a match, uh, tattoo me too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hilarious, man. <laughs> um. No, since, since we're on the topic of uh, CZW, uh, we talked about Davey Richards winning the, the title from Leo Rush. Um, I guess also uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, uh, Scarlet and Graves, they lost the belts. Was it on uh, for the same show, same promotion? or was it No, this was like some other like lucha. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Because... Like, <laughs> When someone said Lucha, I'm like, oh, fuck, did they get some kind of, like, Lucha Underground title defense shit? And I'm like, no, no, it was, like, Lucha Happiness or some shit. Yeah. You know? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Never heard of that shit. And uh, that that was what they did, and uh, they, they changed the title. I don't know who these other guys are at all. Uh, I have no fucking idea. So yeah. I saw um, I saw Lyle, uh, obviously the CCW photographer. He put something up saying... um. You know, this was like a proud moment for him because there, there used to be a kid at the CZW shows that, like, I guess took pictures or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But uh, the kid uh, obviously, like, you know, wanted to be a wrestler. That's the reason he was doing all this shit for free, setting up rings and all that stuff. Uh, and he told Lyle, like, one day, you're like, you're going to see me here. I'm going to be a wrestler. And what do you know? This same kid is part of this tag team. I'd never heard of this tag team before, but yeah. he had a nice little uh, cute moment with Lyle over there. So Yeah, you know, Lyle's a nice guy. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh I, I don't know i've never heard any of these dudes hopefully they're good i mean I, i'm all up for you know uh i don't know if you even can tell i don't think you can say international talent because it's not like they're from mexico or anything they're probably like cali guys yeah um um you know i do think um this type of situation is really cool because you know like anytime we've ever seen like a CZW world titles on the line and it's anywhere but CZW and I'm just using CZW as an example but just make that ring of honor I mean any company across the board right. and you know that it's on another card you automatically as a fan look at it and go well it's going to go to a no contest or something's going to happen they're not changing the fucking title on that other show like I've always automatically knew like oh well come on that's not going to you know yeah so, you know, I, I like the fact that they're kind of changing that stigma a little bit where maybe you don't know what's going to happen on, you know, fill in the blanks, other show, with SWF. this title defense. SWF. Yeah, who knows what will happen. <laughs> Anything goes in SWF. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's, it's cool. I mean, I just I just, I just like- hope they don't use that idea and actually change the title in SWF. But, yeah. you know, yeah. they've done worse on Facebook, too. I, I do like the fact that it kind of gives it that, uh, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think back-to-back is a little too much. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Leo Rush just won this title like two weeks ago. 
Yeah. And you just changed the bell, which whatever, fine. I like I like Davey Richards, even though he clearly uh, doesn't like this podcast or me. But mm-hmm. uh, fucking like, and then right after that, you give the titles to somebody else at a different promotion at that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I would just like him to just kind of do it maybe, I don't know, every two months or something like that, something like that, you know? But yeah. back to back, same week to, to these tag teams that we don't even know who they are. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I think, though, you know, if you go, I mean, never mind a tag team thing, but if you go, like, the world title, you know, we've had it, like, you know, Masada had it for fucking ever. They went too long with that, way, way too long with that, where, like, after a while, I was like, all right, what the fuck, what are we going to do? It was a great, you know, title run. They had some great matches in there, but it was like, you didn't even have a thought, like, you might lose it every month. The same old shit, yeah. It's, yeah. And it got really stale. Um, Tremon had it for a while. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of them. They just kind of just held it forever. And I don't know, man. Ick, if if you spent a year just going through, like, a who's who in the fucking indies winning that title month after month, it's just changing hands, changing hands, changing hands. It'd be crazy. But then when the one person that finally wins it and holds on to it, it'd be look like, wow. This motherfucker is on some shit. You know, no one else could keep their fucking hands on it. Everyone was gunning for the CZW world title, and this is the guy that's been able to keep it. You know, you would hope that guy's not going to be Joe Gacy, but um, I I just think it, you know, it definitely, it builds a little bit more to the strength of the title rather than just like whoever gets it keeps it for a while, and then that's that, and then then we'll do another change. You know, like the Joe Gacy title win, you could see from a mile away. You know, because yeah. it was like Gacy was like mid card, and then suddenly he was demanding the world title shots with Greg Excellent, and then next thing you know, he beats G's, he beats Sammy, and then he yeah. wins the title. It was like, yeah, I mean, you saw that coming a mile away. Um, yeah, and you know, not only did he beat Sammy and he beat G's, but he had a world title shot at Cage of Death. And it's like, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's happening. Do you see? Uh, I mean, they were kind of teasing uh, Greg Excellent getting a title shot. And possibly winning it. I mean, I I know you're a fan of the guy. I've always hated the gimmick. I've never been a fan of that shit. So uh, I, for one, hopefully it doesn't happen. Um, do you see this happening? For the same exact reason, I don't. I didn't want Joe Gacy to win the title. It's the same exact reason I didn't want Greg to win the title. And I hope that that never happens. I mean, it's it's the same thing. He's not a world champion. You could book whoever the fuck you want as world champion. That you know, giving the guy the belt and going. They said I wasn't world champion. Like, dude, I understand that it's scripted. You could fucking write your dog into being the world champion. That doesn't mean the fans are going to go, this is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to fucking tell somebody about the company, mention that guy as world champion, and be like, fucking, yeah, you got to see this. They're going to go, yeah, I don't know what they're doing now, but, you know, this guy's a champion. But they do have some other really good shit on the card. Like, you know, you're going to have to, like, preface it with, like, some kind (laughs) of, you know, well, you know, other other stuff on the cards worth seeing. Gaze yeah. is a champion, but then never mind that. But we got Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. Such. So I I don't know, and it, you know, if you just for instance, if you brought Zack Saber Jr. in and the guy he was fighting was your David Starr World Champion, well then fuck man, the CZW title defense would have been, you know, a big deal. So I don't know. I mean. I tend to think that you should have your title on your main event for the most part. You can have some exceptions, have your death match at the end, have whatever you want at the end. But 
it should be your showcase match. And I think if month in and month out, there's the same set of guys that are on your main event and they're not your world champion, I think one of those guys should be your world champion. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I mean, obviously they're going to use some outside guys like Davey Richards. Uh, the roster's kind of thin now, especially with Janela leaving. Uh, Tremont kind of slowing it down. Um, maybe Tremont will get the title for like a last run for a couple of months. But, it's, I mean, he's pretty much done. Not necessary. Eh, I mean, it's, it's really not. But um, Who do you see, like any potential at all, anybody in the company that you think that they could build a title around? I mean, I would say Janela was one, which uh, clearly didn't happen. Um, only other one, like, can you see like a guy like David Starr or, or like something like that? Like, I could see Starr. Um, DJ loves him. Uh, Sammy loves him. So I'm actually surprised he hasn't won the title already. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that would work. Um, I honestly think Janela. I, I watched the uh, the smallest amount of that uh, show that you could possibly humanly watch. Yeah. Um, you probably watched as much as I did. I was well, no, I didn't see like an entire match at all. I didn't see any match. But I, I wanted to see what Janela said at the end when he quit. And he just got on the mic and said, DJ, hey, DJ, I quit. And dropped the mic and did some old heel shit with his girl where he turned on her. I don't buy it at all. It didn't come off like a shoot. It didn't come off like fuck them for real. It it, it just went like a complete work quitting, you know, where like he's probably taking a few months off. Like I said, my prediction is still that Leo Rush has the title and suddenly Janela emerges as the contender and wins the title because that's, you know, they had such a feud built that if he's the guy to come back and take it off Leo, that's, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's probably the best way to go. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I left when that match ended. So uh, I've still yet to see this this promo, this quote unquote shoot. It's not even a promo. Whatever. I just grabbed the mic and said, "Hey DJ, I quit." I mean, that's yeah. That was it. I mean, I don't know if they edited it because I mean, I heard he he was saying a lot of stuff. That's what nah, a lot of people said. He, Again, he I left the mic up, <laughs> and then he threw the mic down. <laughs> they would have had to do a hell of a fucking edit. <laughs> you know? And people were just making shit up. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I left early, so I still haven't heard it. So I can't. I can't. Well, I think the fans were chanting shit, and he was probably jawing with the crowd. And then, you know, some people left going, well, he said to me this. And, you know, like, but yeah, as far as what he put out there was was just that. And then they had immediately, it was obviously super planned because, you know, they had uh, the the feed ended with um, Penelope going to the back and uh, the Feinstein kid sitting there waiting for her and, like, holding her like, it's okay, like, don't worry, come with me. And oh, then he gets, shit. The, okay. he gets the camera look like, yeah, motherfucker. Okay. I didn't even know that. So, like, she's with him now, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was completely planned and set up. And, you know, whether he told him before to show, hey, fuck you, I'm out of here, but let's plan a nice little fucking exit, then, right. then fine. But it, it definitely wasn't, like, you know, on the spot or whatever, because they wouldn't have had all that shit planned. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have to watch it now since mm-hmm. you said that. But I mean, yeah, it probably is an angle. It probably is slowing down a little bit. Um, I was actually going to ask you this next, but uh, I think you know, with with your thoughts on on the whole quote unquote promo, whatever it was, the sentence that he said, um, kind of you know puts that puts that to rest. But like, do you think he was possibly maybe? Uh, mad about the booking, about not getting the title. Do you think DJ was maybe taking, not giving him a title shot? Not necessarily a title shot, a title run, because uh, he was such a GCW guy? Nah, I don't think so. 
Um, I mean, there's probably some backstage animosity at some point or another. I don't know if it's between Janela and DJ or or if there's any heat at all with that. But, you know, there's got to be a little bit of stuff stirred around and things they're talking about as far as everything that's going on GCW and CZW-wise. I don't know how far it goes as far as who's catching personal feelings or what. I really don't think it has too, too much to do with that. Um, I Like I said, I mean, it's all speculation because I don't know shit, but... If I had to guess, I would say like he just wanted to take a couple bookings and said, "Look, yeah, I'm not going to be available for this date or this date. Let's fucking work a little angle around it." Yeah, yeah. Second Saturdays, maybe he took some bigger bookings, maybe PWG or some shit like that. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, and again, I, you know, now that I think about it, there probably is nothing to that because Tremont was a uh, is, is GCW champion, and mm-hmm. you know he's a loyal CZW guy as well. Um, the Feinstein thing. I, I, I didn't know there was an actual like segment that uh, kind of bled into that segment because uh, I mean I knew he was with uh, Penelope now, but I thought it was just like a Facebook thing. Maybe afterwards, like you know, he said like this is my girl now, whatever the case is. But uh, clearly, yeah, they're gonna build up to that. Like he's Joey's either gonna show up, you know, taking the title away from Leo, which I hope it happens because they had you know tremendous chemistry in the ring, um, or he's gonna come back and you're gonna see Feinstein and, and Janela. Which uh, which is fine because that Feinstein kid, he can actually wrestle. I, I thought he was mm-hmm. at first, but he's he's good. He's good. He's only been wrestling for like a year and a half, you know. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, like I said, Tournament of Death is June. There's no other CCW show at Flyer Skate Zone or anything like that. That's June, July. You got um, the what do you call it? Um, Eve Evolution. E- evolution. And uh, there's a four-way title match there, too. So you got Leo, Shane Strickland, um, Davey Richards, and Joe Gacy with the title on the line. So they could do whatever they want there. They could put it right back on Gacy. They could you know, put it back on Leo. They can keep it on Davey. I don't yeah, think Strickland's going to win it, but who knows? I mean, Strickland's another guy that I would have mentioned amongst the people they could give the title to. He's improved tremendously. He's got a spot on Lucha Underground. I mean, there, there's a lot as far as him getting around and doing, you know, big matches that wouldn't look terrible for the company either. But again, I think we're doing like a transitional thing where the title jumps around a little bit. And I really don't have a problem with it as long as those names are credible. Yeah. See, I was never big on, on Strickland. I'm pretty sure I said this last week, too. But I, no. I was never. Nah. I mean, I, really, I like his in-ring work. I just I don't know. I, I don't necessarily like the guy that much. You, know, oh, you don't like his entrance song? What do you like? I don't like. I don't like. I don't know. He's too fucking happy for me. Same same reason I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, that's right. You said he's too. Same reason I don't like the happy. Usos, like coming out, clapping, and fucking dancing around and shit. It's like, yeah, not for me. You know. But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, that Feinstein kid, I can honestly see DJ putting the title on him by the end of the year. I mean, that that they're big on that guy, and he's he's blowing up. I mean, you know, he's he's like wrestling all over the fucking place now. Um, yeah. Which is well, fine. You know what shocked me though is that uh, he uh, he just changed his name to like Friedman a couple months ago, like a month or so ago. Uh, kind of you know shying away from the Feinstein last name, and obviously he is related to Rob. Um, yeah, that's his nephew, so <laughs> he probably knows. Like, yeah, a lot of people like you know heard about the Feinstein shit. I probably shouldn't be called Feinstein. I'm never gonna call him Friedman. Just just yeah, it's Feinstein. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's I mean he fucked up coming out with the Feinstein. Exactly. Oh no, 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 my bad. I, I didn't know there was a stigma on that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I could be a huge fucking fan of you. Definitely not gonna buy a shirt that says Feinstein or Friedman or whatever the fuck. Right. But uh, you know, I'll, definitely not you know, Feinstein. But I'm, you know, 
I'm not gonna. I'm not switching fucking uh, Feinstein Friedman's on you. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I was saying, just w- with the schedule, um, so you got Tournament of Death, nothing in the skate zone. There's not going to be a world title defense, none of that stuff. Then you got July, you got that four-way title defense. August is the big Onita show, so they really don't need to focus too much on the world title at all. They honestly could pack that card without even having the world title on it because the Onita thing's going to be a big enough deal that your your world champ could like be out of town or whatever the fucking case. I mean, you could write into something storyline-wise where – the guy refuses to show up in a building with explosions or you know, whatever the fuck you want to do. Especially like if Davey's still champion, be like, I'm not showing somewhere you're blowing shit up. What are you fucking crazy? Yeah. You, you know, you, you let me know when you're having a wrestling show. I'm a wrestler. You know, do something like that. Right. And, uh, you know, you don't even have to have another title defense until September. If Joey shows up in September, it would still be a few months off. Yeah, that's true. There's enough going on that they already have like a lined up gap for joey did not be there and you know who knows i can honestly see uh joey showing up at the onita show i mean they they need a you know i mean that's that's probably that's all that's probably bigger than cage of death this year i mean that that's their biggest show probably this year it's gonna be big for sure they're gonna have a a big uh hill to climb in front of them you know they already had a cage of death match with joey and uh tremont which I don't think it's going to outdo whatever they do cage of death wise. No, they, um, they have Ricky Shane page set to be in the cage of death for the world title. But you know, who's, who's the champ at the time. Uh, it also makes me wonder too, like, you know, Sammy's taken over his booker. I'm sure he had some hand in it at the time, but is that like an annoyance now that he has to somehow work that into his new plan? Like, fuck now I gotta, I gotta make sure it, comes back around to that shit that they planned eight months in advance. Yeah. Do you think it's just a com- complete coincidence that as soon as uh, Sammy takes over booking, Joey Janela leaves? Um, again, I mean, I can't really speculate any like heat or anything like that. Cause I don't know of any, I mean, um, I just think it's a, it's, it's kind of weird how as soon as he takes over, this guy quits. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I really I have no knowledge of it. I don't think um, I mean, if we're going that route, I don't think that GCW would be bringing in Sammy if there was that tremendous heat between him and Janela, because I, I think Janela has enough pull in GCW for that to make a difference. So like I have I have no knowledge of any heat between the two of them at all. Um, and then again, my guess is that he just needs a couple months off for other bookings or whatever and then just work it into an angle because why not? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I should I should mention I have no knowledge of that either. I'm just I just thought it was interesting that as soon as you know the guy takes over booking, um, he leaves. So I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, real quick, man, I wanna um, I wanna do some like real quick uh, predictions for TOS because we're not gonna obviously do a show until TOS is over. Right. So, uh, let's let's get into TOS real quick. All right. But, uh, Matt Tremont and John Zandig. First of all, do you think Zandig's gonna show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would imagine Zandig shows up for this. Uh, this is you know. A long time out of his injury. He knows everything that's going on with his injury, how he feels, you know, enough so to put himself in the tournament. I don't think, uh, you know, he, he did that going like, yeah, man, I'm hoping it's a good week because it's fucking back, you know. Uh, he's got to have a plan to know that, like, I'm good enough to do this, at least for the one round, because I'd imagine it's only going to be the one round. Yeah. And then, uh, you know. So, yeah, I think he shows up. Um, yeah, I, I think this match delivers. I mean, Tremont is going above and beyond to really make everybody he can look as good as they can. Right. And, uh, 
you know, when it comes to John Zandig, you know, he's a crazy fucking guy. He's going to do, you know, shit that he shouldn't even be doing for himself, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a dream match. It was a dream match. It was supposed to headline another card and you're getting in a first round matchup. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. I mean, the whole card is, is fucking stacked, which we're obviously going to get into, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Tremont is, is the perfect guy to put in the ring with him because, I mean, if you look at Tremont's last couple of matches with Supreme and guys like, dude, Zandig's probably in better shape than Supreme was. Supreme oh, yeah. could barely get in the fucking ring. You know what I mean? So if he can carry Supreme to what I thought was actually a really good fucking match because he took all the bumps. He he fucking, he killed himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just got fucking, it was 20 minutes of, of light tubes getting smashed on Tremont and then, you know, he did one bump with uh, Supreme and pinned them. So, mm, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but Tremont and Zandig. I mean, I, I'm sure we can both agree that Tremont's going to um, advance to the next round. I don't see Zandig. Yeah, I think Tremont goes over, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Schlack do an interference to help him out. Right. Yeah, I think we're talking about this, too. I, and, you know, I think uh, Nate Hatred coming to, you know, Zandig's aid, um, you know, original, like, CCW guys, they can kind of reunite them and at the same time kind of build on the whole Schlack and uh, Nate Hatred uh, little feud that they're building up, which I, yeah. I don't know when the payoff is going to be, but... I'd like to see that, man. I mean, that's you know, it's cool. I don't, sure. I don't, I don't mind seeing that. Um, so we got Viking that is uh not gonna be able to wrestle anymore because he's he's smoking crack or he's got kids on the way. He's fucking injured. I don't know. There's all t- types of stories. I don't really know. Me personally, I, if I had to take a guess, I'd probably go with the whole crack thing. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, if you have a baby on the way, it's dude, it's a day. Come on, you know, like that's that's fine. I'm pretty sure you would you would if you're traveling from Canada to do like the smaller shows. I'm pretty sure you would show up for this show. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know who's gonna replace him. Uh, I think an interesting name that that hasn't been really been thrown out there is uh, Toby Klein. Uh, he recently did like a match against Tremont in Virginia at that VOW, whatever it's called. Um, so I mean, I guess he's doing some bookings maybe here and there. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, would you would you like to see Toby Klein? Oh, absolutely! I love Toby. Um, I don't really see it happening, but I, I love Toby. He's a great dude too. Um, so I I'd be all for that. I think that'd be a great idea. But again, I, I don't really see it happening. Um, he's doing some death matches and stuff like that. I don't think he's doing too many like tournaments. Again, I mean, you're only yeah, going to do a round, but yeah. you want to sell to the fans that you're going to be doing a, a tournament. You know. Yeah, I, but I think that that's a good name to throw out there because uh, sure, every time you know they they put a lot of dickheads would be saying June Kasai like you can book this guy a week and a half yeah, like it's ridiculous, it's retarded. Um, and come on, like common sense, like if they got Takeda on the show, like I'm pretty fucking sure they reached out to Kasai. You know, yeah. I mean, like he was probably second or third on their list to to contact. They probably, you know, try to get Kobayashi. They probably try to get Jackie and those guys. Maybe they were broke or whatever. They're like, all right, well, Takeda, you know, can you work? Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the names are Nate Hatred. It's, a, it's kind of an obvious one. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why he's not in this. Honestly, I really, I don't know what's going on with Hatred. And then, like, even in all Gage's little Facebook Live uh, things, he's been saying like, yeah, that, I don't know about that fucking guy. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he's doing so great, but we'll fucking see. That's, like, that's exactly what he said. That, that's a hell of a fucking, you know, endorsement. <laughs> yeah. 
When I asked him, he said uh, he said he, he thinks that hatred isn't uh, as serious about wrestling as he once was. So he doesn't really think? fuck with him. Yeah, he works one place and that works squash matches in that one place. Like, yeah, I mean, two places hybrid. He, he does. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, he does that twice a year. Um, which I, I like those guys, man. They they put on some good fucking shows. They actually bring in some big names for a a smaller event, which kind of shocks mm-hmm. me. Which we'll you know we can get into when hybrid is coming up. Sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know, man. Another guy was uh that a lot of people mentioned was like homeless Jamie Masada. Um, yeah, that's I don't know, man. I think they're a little too far. I, the most convenient one is honestly hatred. You know, just put the guy in last minute. I mean, him and Havoc. Um, I don't recall that match ever happening. I don't think it ever happened. They weren't even around at the same time, really. So yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't know. Like the only thing I would worry about with him is reliability. Um, I, he seemingly has been pretty reliable for gcw i know he had like uh he did that ngi and it definitely opened my eyes like holy shit this guy's on fucking fire like he's gonna come back and he's gonna be a big fucking deal he had that match with masada crazy yeah. and it was like dude this this fucking guy is gonna tear it up in the in the death match scene and then he was booked for like uh i think on point or something like a yeah, couple weeks tag- out from that yeah. and then i heard like he might have got arrested or maybe I, some some kind of shit happened where he couldn't be there, and it was pretty last minute. And then there was a lot of like, yeah, yeah, dude's not really in, uh, you know, so uh, good shape yeah. outside of the ring. And it was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't fucking know. And then, uh, you know, he's just he was gone for a while, like just completely disappeared for a while. So I don't know if he was locked up or what the case was, but he was away from wrestling for a while, and then he kind of sprung back up in GCW. So, yeah, I don't know if there's a like a reliability issue, especially with like a big tournament. Or, uh, you know, I don't know what the reasoning is, really. Um, so as, like, a surprise entrant, I don't know. I, I think now, because if you don't announce the name, I think you got to make it pretty big. Right. That's um, See, that's my whole thing. Because, like, they're, they're saying, oh, you'll see who it is when, you know. And, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's because they don't have a replacement yet. They're trying to work things out. Or if it's a case of, okay, we, we found somebody big. Like, let's just, let's just wait on it. And, and, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't really speak to their booking strategy, but yeah. um, I I would think if you don't announce the name, you found somebody big. Because, I mean, to, you know, go like, yeah, fucking wait till you see, and then, like, Low Life wow. Louis music hits. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's definitely not Corporal Robinson, I don't think. I don't think you'll be seeing that guy <laughs> anytime soon. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the Wisconsin booking. I really, really don't because that's like <laughs> that's a weird one. Corp's fucking backyard. That's like the, where Corp was going to run that kill them all tournament, uh, which I, I just think is just the way the things have turned. And, you know, he, there was the NGI. Corp was a big, big part of that. He had great fucking matches in it. He was a, a big fucking part of that. And stemming off of that Nick Gage tournament, he decided the he was going to have the Corporal Robinson Invitational. And they were throwing around a bunch of fucking names and shit. And, uh, like, dude, that's a horrible idea. Stop it. Like, don't don't just fucking name the thing after yourself like the other one was. Like, the, yeah. don't do that. So there was a bunch of, like, Facebook suggestions and this and that. And he started to, like piggyback on nick gage's thing you know we're gonna kill them all back on top da, 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 da. yeah and uh 
and I had said like, you know, why don't you go, you know, the boot camp, fucking, yeah, you because know, that was his his deal, you know, you know, boot boot camp, fucking deathmatch tournament or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then uh, someone said like, yeah, kill them all or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I like that or whatever, and he went with that. So it's funny because it. I mean, the name of the tournament that he screwed all the fucking people was kind of off of Nick Gage's thing, and now Gage is more mad at him for snitching than anything under the sun, and uh, <laughs> and now they're going to go back to the place where the deathmatch tournament was supposed to happen and just run a random GCW show? I, I don't know. I, they were, like, so, so buddy-buddy previous to that, and I, Gage is, is so far into the prison mentality, and... To me, it sounds fucking corny as shit, but um. But I, I don't think it's an angle or anything. I, like I, I think I think he's he's serious about not liking the guy. You know. Um. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I. I, I mean, I'd agree that. Uh. I. I think he's. He's uh, living that gimmick, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so over the top that it sounds fucking ridiculous. So um. You know, I mean. I mean, if he's legitimately like he stops doing that video and talks like that for the rest of the fucking day, the dude will be back in prison by fucking December without a question. I mean, there's no way he's living in society like that. Like That's retarded. Well, like, I'm pretty sure he is, though. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, let's fucking let's put up one of those Super Bowl boxes and see what month he goes to, you know, see who wins some money off of what month he goes back to prison because yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, I, I like I like seeing Gage out there. I mean, he's always killing it. But like. Uh, murder death killing it. Yeah, murder death killing it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, the whole let's 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 leave the Danny Havoc and uh, mystery opponent alone because uh, I I don't know who it is, and I'm guessing Havoc is probably gonna uh go on to the next round because whoever they got your money's so. not on mystery opponent. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because I, mean, <laughs> I mean if it's like a last minute thing, you gotta be pretty uh, down on Danny Havoc to pick mystery opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I mean if it's a big name. If they're flying somebody out, then yeah, maybe Havoc will lay down because they want to, you know, really utilize that guy and make it make it worth it. If it's a last minute thing like a Colt forty five or Adam Bueller or any of these fucking guys, then yeah, dude, nobody wants to see that second round. Outside possibility, fucking Riddler. Uh-huh. You know, they put those question marks up there. You never fucking know. This guy could beat her. Yeah, man. Mystery opponent, man. Let's make it a Riddler. Yeah. But uh, uh, that, we got Nick Gage and Takeda. No, we don't. No, Nick Gage and uh, fucking Marcus Crane. No. All right, Takeda and Marcus Crane. All right. That's it? I mean, how how many times did you have to hear him talking about fucking wanting to kill Jimmy Lloyd hey. to know who the fuck <laughs> Nick Gage is fighting? He doesn't want to admit Jimmy Lloyd is actually in that match. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't he, blame him. He's like, God damn it. I don't want to admit that Jimmy Lloyd walks the earth. <laughs> God. Uh, I should I should have. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get into Jimmy Lloyd then. Jimmy Lloyd and Nick Gage. Obvious one. Gage is going to fucking kill the kid. Uh, okay, so did you see his latest Facebook Live? I have Where not. he said he, he wanted to – I sent it to you – that uh, uh, he wants to knock him out and make him suck his dick. All right, again, this living the gimmick thing, I think, is um, – Maybe getting out of hand. Yeah, I I saw that you said that to me, and uh, it's uh, fucking crazy that he said that. I haven't I haven't yeah, seen it yet. It might be a tomato. Yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to go check this That's out. That's a great line, dude. 
Go back to older episodes and know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, go to last week's Check episode. Check the archives. Yeah. Um, look, I, I mean, the thing is, is just, I, I don't know. Like, dude. And he had, like, like a like a smirk, giggle kind of move after that, yeah. too. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Jimmy Lloyd could suck my dick. You know what? Maybe I'm going to knock him out and make him suck my dick. And then he goes, <laughs> like, that was a great idea. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And someone asked him, like, first he goes, like, I'm not answering any of your stupid fucking questions on here, so don't ask me any fucking questions. And then he goes, <laughs> what would I do to Jimmy Lloyd? I'll tell you what I fucking do to Jimmy Lloyd. It's like he just asked you a fucking question. And then, and then he go, here's another stupid fucking question. You people are fucking weird. Fucking people are weird. <laughs> Same fucking people. Weirdo questions out of weirdo fucking people. You fucking weird questions. Where the fuck do you come up with these weird fucking questions? That. And then he goes, "What would I do to Jimmy Lloyd in prison?" That's a great fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, first I'd make him my bitch. I, I'd I'd have him doing my laundry and shit. And I'm just like, this is getting fucking yeah. strange, man. <laughs> yeah, this is not fucking. We're out of the realm of wrestling where I think you want to fuck Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you're going to fuck Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Poor Jimmy Lloyd, man. I feel bad for that kid. Uh, Shit is fucking crazy. I was, I was, it's, it's weird. Well, like a fucking uh, Fifty Shades of Grey death match. <laughs> it's the fucking. He's going to new jack his ass. He's going to shank him. He's going to shank him. Oh, dude, uh. <laughs> It's funny because uh, Jimmy Lloyd's going against Nick Cage, and uh, I was watching the King of the Death matches from uh, 2015, the one that you were at, and uh, Jimmy Lloyd is in the crowd, <laughs> marking out like like fucking marking out every time you know people were doing the Nick fucking Gage, Nick fucking Gage. There you see Jimmy Lloyd behind Nick Gage, like fucking marking out for Nick Cage's return. Two years later, literally two years later, uh, he's going against Nick Gage. So. I, He's clearly a big fan. Um, the kid will do anything, like you know, just for just for a spot on the show. Uh, they basically said he's there for a reason, meaning you know he's gonna get killed. So I think the big bump of the fucking night is probably gonna be taken by Jimmy Lloyd. I think he's going off the building. I don't know. <laughs> I just uh, he's definitely fucked, but I don't know to. Uh... <laughs> I don't know to what extent of uh, being literal that that's gonna be. No, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude. Honestly, I think it's a terrible idea if he's going off the building because uh, he's he's known to botch. This is the last guy you want falling from fucking thirty five feet into light tubes, you know. Well, Gage has always been really, really careful and and tremendously safe, so I'm sure. It could oh yeah, go wrong. of course. Yeah, that'll be yeah. Boot to the face with light tubes. Yep, that'll that'll be good. Yeah. That will be good. But, uh, yeah, Gage is definitely going to go to the next round. Um, and then uh, we got Marcus Crane and Takeda. Uh, I'm going to go with Takeda. I think it would be pointless to have him come in from Japan and do one match and go home. Yeah, I think that would be great to have him match up with Gage second round. Yeah, which is, I think, what's going to happen. So we're going to probably get Nick Gage and Takeda, which is uh, – I mean, I think potentially you're going to see three big, big fucking matches on this show. One being Zandig and Tremont. Uh, second being Gage and Takeda, um, which I think Gage is going to go to the finals. It's only right. Yeah, um, Gage, Tremont, all yeah. day. Yeah, it's it's been fucking weird that, uh, like, his last run, he would pretty much lay down for everybody. Um, any shows that he went to, he lost to a lot of people, Gage. Um, 
I think this time around, if, if they're really going to try to build GCW around Gage, which is what it seems like, um, I think eventually like he's probably going to get the title from Tremont. Um, maybe in a rematch if they want to do it twice. That, that I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think they go... I, I think they should go all in. They should get to the finals and have Tremont, you know, fucking get on the mic, cut a, you know, banging ass fucking Matt Tremont promo, say he's been waiting for this his whole fucking life. This is everything to him. Yeah. And he's putting the fucking title on the line because this is this is fucking everything. Yeah. He's it, not holding back. It's all it's all or fucking nothing. Tournament, title, all of it, fucking bring it on. And I think Gage wins it all. Yeah. Um yeah, def- yeah, I definitely agree. I-, I think if they put the title on the line, that'd be actually brilliant. Um, it's something people aren't expecting, which uh, yeah. I think this. The, I mean, this show is like it, it's stacked to the fucking gills. It's it's, it's going to be fucking great, you know. Either yeah. way, um, but I think it's it's missing that that shocker. You know what I mean? That big surprise, other than the mystery opponent, obviously. Um, but this is something that no one's really expecting. You know what I mean? The only thing that I think uh, would be a good reason not to put the title on Gage right now is because they're going to Mexico, I believe, right? Well, yeah, I think. Or they're yeah. sending a couple people to yeah, Mexico Lo- or something Lloyd, like that. Jimmy Lloyd, Matt Tremont, and uh, Matt Tremont. I don't think Gage is going to be able to just head to Mexico right away. No. Uh, probably not. No. Um, so you keep the title on Tremont, you have a title defense there, and you're a legitimate world title. So I think, you know, for that purpose, even though it's it's only over the border, but it is still technically a world title because you've defended it in another country. Right. Um, so that's that's the only reason I would keep it on Tremont for a little bit longer than TOS. But um, title defense in the finals, to me, I think would just go down as huge. I mean, you want to make that, that whole event monumental you cap it off a gauge tremont no ifs ands or buts and again i would go with gauge winning the whole fucking thing including the belt but um yeah the the mexico thing changes things a little bit yeah i think i honestly think this show has the potential to top last year and um well i mean last year was really good you know shocking shocking all wise and you know the spots and the bumps and you know the talent that was all over that thing you know Great show. I mean, really, really great entertainment-wise. But coming right down to it, it was a clusterfuck. I mean, you had all yeah. sorts of injuries in the tournament. They yeah. had to really shuffle things around, and they made it work. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, you know, you pulled this off flawlessly without anyone getting carted out of the fucking building, breaking their back, or any of that kind of shit. You are really, you know, outdid it, you know, and your, your talent on this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a... Uh... I mean, we'll talk about TOD next week, and uh, yeah, I'll be at the show, so I'll, I'll kind of give a quick review on this. Sure. Uh, um, but I, I mean, just going into it, just looking at the card, I honestly think TOS is going to shit on TOD, um, which is going to kind of be the trend for the next couple of years. I, I really think so. Um, wow. Next couple of years, I would. <laughs> dude, well, I mean, if, if yeah, if GCW sticks, dude, they've they've built this reputation around TOS. I know it's only the se- the second one, but after this card and last year's. You can't go into the third year with a shitty fucking tournament. Like you gotta get these big names. This is this is what they're dealing with now. They have to. Right. Um, my my thing is, you know, 
the heat starts to come on them in New Jersey, what what do they do? I, I really feel they're left without a place or anything to do. I mean, they could go on tour tour and really head up to fucking Wisconsin or some shit and do a deathmatch tournament, but you kind of have to build a new, like, uh, you know, home fan base or something. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I just wouldn't count my chickens before they hatch with GCW to, you know, be, you know, a deathmatch go-to for years to come because... Like I said, a lot of the shit they're not supposed to really be doing. So, I mean, if they get away with it, great. But uh, COD was badass last year, though. You know, despite the yeah, man, it was, yeah. fucking flayed open. But that was badass, man. RSP almost losing his fucking face in the finals against uh, Tremont was fucking incredible. Like, that yeah. that match was fucking insanity. Um, you know, Havoc and, and Cologne. You know, that was great. I mean, there was a lot of really, really good shit on there. So, I wouldn't say that they just... TOS just blew him out of the water or anything like that. The Zandig Janela thing really put that over the top. I mean, that's the reason why TOS yeah. got as much credit as they did is because of one giant bump. It's a crazy tournament, but what differed it from TOD other than that bump? That I mean, that was it. Yeah, I think, dude, I think to me is is the whole experience. You know what I mean? Like like the experience of being at GCW for the first time with the building, you know, like the whole vibe to it was different to me. Yeah. Um, TOD is like the same shit every year, same place. You kind of go to it. You you know what you're getting. Um, a lot of times they use like lower mid-card guys, like Lucky 13 and, you know, guys like that. But um, going to like TOS was like big for me because like I didn't really know who Marcus Crane was, you know what I mean? I, I watched them. I was like, oh, shit, this dude is fucking nuts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Viking I hadn't, you know, seen or heard about for fucking decade. I wasn't even following him back then, really, so I didn't really know much about him at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seeing, like, Zande come back was, like, a big moment. You know, the, the Janela bump was fucking crazy. Um, seeing a lot of the guys, like Brian Woods, uh, and those guys come out and do shows on the East Coast, like, it was, it was, it was different, you know? Sure. And, um, with TOD, they kind of have that with the whole Jimmy Havoc, Ricky Shane Page, and um, uh, John Wayne Murdoch. Like that's the one match that I'm I'm really looking forward to, which I think they probably should have held held off on because I don't want to see <laughs> two of those guys get eliminated first round because I think those right. those are three guys you want at least in the second round. But I uh, will yeah. see. Like I said, we'll we'll get into TOD next week. Yeah. Um, real quick before, uh, do you have any other any, any other things you want to get into? I know we wanted to get into uh, how we got you know into indies and and some of our. Uh, you know, stand out yeah. moments. But I think honestly we can do a whole fucking show about that. You know? Yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a big topic that we could probably go like two hours on. Um, sure. But uh real real quick, I, I saw a post that uh Tony Deppin put up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um on point champion. Yes. Uh, he put up a post saying, uh can these feds, can these wrestling feds stop having seminars with fans showing up as as wrestlers? And you know what? I, I I'm not a wrestler. I, I kinda agree with what he said. Uh, it's just funny that it's coming from him because, ironically enough, the show that I just mentioned, IW King of the Death Matches 2015, right there with Jimmy Lloyd marking out for Nick Gage is Tony Deppin. So, like, like, dude, you were in that crowd a year ago. So for you to come out here and just, like, shit on fans, like, oh, yeah, why are they letting these fucking fans come and, you know, get trained and, and this, that, and the third or come to a seminar and check it out? It's like, dude, you were doing the same thing a fucking year ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, we had him on the show, and he, I don't know. I, I, I like Tony, but uh, I can see him getting a big ego. You know what I mean? Like, he's that type of dude that, like, really just thinks, like, he's he's the shit. Um, he definitely has some of an uppity opinion about a lot of things, which I never really understood. Um, he's one of the most fan-looking wrestlers 
there is in, in on the independence. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, he he is a very very small dude. You would not pick him out of the crowd as saying this guy's a professional wrestler. I mean, he works really hard and everything for what he does. Um, you know, I mean, it, there's some things about you know his whole style that I really don't like much, just because you know if he's a striker, well then put him in with strikers, and he's not gonna look like such a striker. You know, what I mean, you put him in with Loki or put him in with uh, die. You know. I, you know Dickinson or something. It you know, I mean, Alhan, any of those guys. You can make a match out of it for sure. I mean, it is professional wrestling. It could be obviously, you know, done in a way where it's supposed to be believable. But I don't know that I'm gonna quite buy it. Um, you know, I'm not just you know saying this to attack him or anything. But as far as the fans go and seminars. It's tough because I, I guess it really depends on how they're running the seminar. And if if it's something that, look, if you want to see if you're cut out for the wrestling business, learn from someone who is something in the wrestling business and, and you know, and figure out if this is for you. And this is your your form of somewhat of a tryout. This is your, you know, uh, baptism by fire, you know, get in a ring with, you know, fill in the blanks of a guy who's been around the block and back and gives you the straightforward, you know, shit about what you're getting into and runs a couple drills with you and says, hey, you know, if this is what you're into, this is how you do it. This is the right way to do it and this and this. And then from there, if you want to go ahead and sign up, you want to get into a wrestling school or something like that, then, you know, you're free to do that. But I I think that really has a lot to do with how the promoter or whoever's running the seminar runs it. If it's their ambition to run a, a seminar that does give people somewhat of a tryout or an opportunity to get into the business if they think they're cut out for it, then so be it. That's how they're going to make money off of the seminar as well. Um, if it's their their idea to have a seminar which is closed off to only established wrestlers, well, then let that be what it is. I mean, I think it really depends on that. And, I mean, if you're such a seasoned veteran that you feel that no other people below you are just breaking in or maybe um, curious about getting into the business, belong in the fucking building, then speak your fucking mind on facebook because the majority of the people you're talking to aren't on facebook i mean you know go to the promoters i guess they are on facebook i'm just saying yeah I don't a lot of these fucking statements you know people just like to shout out to the world hey asshole pick up my fucking call it's like you're talking to one person can you just fucking like go to their house or something like i don't i can't make that guy answer the fucking phone like yeah. you're talking to like or just message them that's yeah like, i mean it, it <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like people just go, you know, those directions with Facebook where they want to be passive aggressive and like, like, Hey, anyone who has a fucking red shirt on and stop by my fucking house today with a pizza, you fucking dickhead. It's like, wait, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just one guy. And I mean, you know where you ordered it from. Yeah. I, I mean, I just thought it was ridiculous coming from him since he was in the crowd a year ago and, yeah. and not just a normal fan, like marking out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw him at uh, last year's TOS. He was he was at last year's TOS too, you know. And, and I it took me a minute to go. Oh yeah, that kid wrestles. Yeah, yeah. And he was on their next show actually, <laughs> I believe. I think yeah, in uh, like Israel or something. Um, the one the one thing I, I do remember when you uh, mentioned uh, Nate Hatred no showed like an on point. I think it was when they were trying to reunite the Hate Club and they were going against like the Hooligans. Um, okay. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, I think Cannonball, like, you know, replaced them. That's what I'm saying. You know, Nick Gage and Cannonball, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay on that. 
But uh, any other topics you want to get into before we wrap this shit up? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I'm missing something. But, um, hmm. Uh, nothing, nothing I can really think of. Yeah, we'll get into, you know, the whole the other thing the other, um, on another show. And, uh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah. I know um, there was one uh, match that I recently, uh, Smart Mark has like a whole like fucking like 35% off or whatever the case is. So I got a bunch of DVDs and shit that just came in uh, a couple of days ago. Um, one being the Beyond uh, match between Matt Tremont and uh, Matt Riddle that I was telling you about. Okay. It's like, it's like a barbed wire death match type of thing. It's, it's not too much barbed wire, really. Um, it's exactly what I expected. Um, Tremont bled his ass off, obviously, you know, three seconds of the match, sliced himself open, bleeding all over the place. Uh, I'll give it to Matt Riddle. He took a bump or two on the barbed wire, and it was like legitimate barbed wire. It wasn't like the ones that they snipped the tops or anything. You could tell it, it cut his back a little bit. Um, the only part that I, I really hated was uh, um, they had a barbed wire covered, uh, well, a two by four covered in barbed wire, and uh, Matt Tremont kept, you know, rubbing it against Matt Riddle's head, and uh, did it for like literally like three, four minutes straight almost. You know what I mean? Dude just like didn't bleed, and he was trying to sell it. Like, he's, like, bleeding, you know what I mean? Like, he would keep rubbing his head and looking at his hands, like, oh, he, he, he caught me, you know what I mean? He would kind of like give you that motion, and, and it's like, dude, you're not bleeding. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know why you're doing this. You're not bleeding at all. But um, overall, the match was fine. It was just, I pretty much got the DVD just to see that match, and I had also, the, like, the Joey Janela and Penelope Ford against the Hit Squad, which had that, you know, crazy bump. That fucking crazy-ass bump with the uh handspring to a fucking spear by moth <laughs> yeah like holy yeah. fuck man yeah I, I, yeah I don't really mind their new venue either i mean i, I really like that old venue they had that was yeah. a fucking dope ass venue yeah. fat or feet or whatever the fuck they called it yeah i don't know what it was dude i don't know if it was at a restaurant a bar i don't know it was what a music was. hall supposedly was it that's yeah. whatever it was on camera it looked cool as shit that, that balcony that, thing man like yeah. i I, I don't like really aspire to go to too many shows anymore or whatever. But one of the things I, I did want to do is I wanted to sit on the fucking railing of that fucking balcony and take pictures all show. Yeah. Because to, to get that angle of a wrestling, you don't have to fight the ropes. You don't have to fight anything to get just like an overhead fucking shots. Yeah. All uh, that it would be fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond wrestling is definitely like like something I'm trying to do eventually. Um, yeah. Even their new venue is kind of cool. It's like a club or something. I don't know what it is. Um, it's a lot smaller. Uh, yeah. They still they still pack the house. Uh, I think uh, IWA King of the Death matches. I have to do one before I, I die. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, lock into another one at, at some point, and yeah. you know we could head out. Me, Jeremy, you know you you know yeah. he likes to make that venture, and he he swears he's gonna get me out there again one day. So yeah, well, maybe well, maybe when he finally convinces me, you could hop on board. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make it happen one day. Uh, yeah, fifteen hours, man. That'll be fucking. Yeah, it's brutal. maybe we can do like a live show from there or something. Road podcast and shit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do like a live show from there or something. Yeah, but, man. Uh, fucking um. What was I gonna say? Oh, uh, speaking of King of the Death Match, uh, Ricky Shane Page won that shit. I know we had, uh, you know, touched on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that was crazy. Um, I, you know, I had heard rumors that like, oh, he took it easy this year, so some kind of shit. I saw pictures on his Facebook or Instagram or something. He had these giant fucking holes yeah. in the inside of his arm. Like, I don't know where these people get off immediately. Like. Deciding that this guy fucking took a day off, and it's like this guy's got like a pussy on the inside of his arm. Like, yeah. what are you they talking? They don't about? understand that that like, dude. If you, if you're going to the finals, like, yeah, you probably should take it easy the first match or two. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a given. I, but people don't understand it. These are the same fucking people that recommend that expect June Kasai to be a TOS. 
a fucking week and a half after right. Viking quits. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we're talking about Nick Gage going to the fucking finals against Tremont. You think fucking Jimmy Lloyd should shred him in the first round? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Jen, Nick Gage should probably only have Jimmy's blood on him after that fucking yeah, match. Probably will happen. I don't think it's going to fucking, I don't think anything's going to happen to him first round. Second round with Takeda, they're probably going to kill it. And then he'll just have to, you know, have a rough night and go to the third round. I think Tremont's probably going to have the roughest for that night because round one, I guarantee you this dude's going to be a fucking bloodbath. You know what oh, I mean? Like yeah. Zandig's not, Zandig will take a bunch of tubes and shit, but he won't take any, you know, huge bumps. He can't, you know? Uh, and Tremont's going to have to fucking make up for that. And he's he's the guy that I would pretty much volunteer for shit like this. So basically, I mean, we already broke down like the, uh, the other side of it. But so I guess we're looking at another Danny Havoc and Matt Tremont match in the second round. Possibly. Because if we got Takeda matched up with Gage, then that yeah. pretty much only leaves that as the other option, unless uh, question marks beats Danny. Yeah, which I, I, I mean, I like Havoc. I'm not the biggest Danny Havoc fan. I, I never really have been. Um, I, I like the guy. I think he's a good deathmatch guy. He's just not. I don't know. I was never like huge on him. Um, him and Tremont, we've seen it at, at TOD before. We've seen it a, a ton of times by now. Um, I can pass on that. I'd honestly like to see the mystery opponent if it's if it's worthy enough. Uh, go to the mm-hmm. second round and kind of do another like dream type of match, yeah. With uh, Tremont and try to just capitalize on on as many opportunities as you can on this show. I mean, they already are doing Zandig and fucking Tremont. They're doing, I mean, we don't know, but I'm assuming they're gonna do Gage and uh, Tremont, um, and they're doing Takeda and Gage. I mean, the three big fucking matches. Yeah, it's huge. So I mean, I, I wouldn't be against Danny going out first round either. Um... Especially since he already won it last year. I mean, he's, he doesn't really care about this shit that much, dude. I mean, give it to somebody that's, you know, that you can use in the future. I mean, Danny pretty much just a, just does a GCW and CZW every now and then. Um, like you said, it's, it's not his bread and butter. It's not something that he's fully right. invested in. Um, I had actually heard that um, he he only really wanted to do one round last year, and then all the injuries happened, and they kind of talked him into more. Yeah. Uh, I had heard that he was he had like a concert or some shit to go to like later that night or, he was going or to the six next flags. day. <laughs> he was going yeah. to Six Flags or something. Yeah, yeah. And he, he you know, he wasn't really up to winning a bunch of shit or going through a bunch of shit and was like, ah, you know, I'll just do the one match. Uh, I think Scott Summers was supposed to go a ton further, if not win it. And, you know, fucking blew out his knee. So, you know, put him in a bad situation. Dude, I, I hope he's there, man. That's 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 a guy. I'd that would be an excellent, play. excellent pull. And that would, you know, first round match between those two, bang, and, and then you get Tremont, Scott Summers, yeah, second. That, yeah, I mean, that would be absolutely perfect. Yeah, that, I mean, I really hope they do that. Even um, even if they put Masada in there and they finally do Masada and Tremont, I know it's been done in CCW, it's been done in IWA before, but um, that's another big fucking home run to have on, on the card. So you're talking about potentially having four like dream match slash main events that could main event a fucking cage. Oh yeah. TOD on. It should be a tremendous show. It really should. Um, so yeah, I mean, as long as, you know, hopefully nobody gets injured or nothing crazy happens. Uh, I, I think this, this might be, uh, the show of the year for me again. I mean, TOD was, I mean, TOS was a show of the year for me last year as far as Indies. Um, it's, I mean, I honestly, I don't remember shit from TOD other than the main event. Um, I can't, I can't name every single match. I can name three, maybe, uh, TOD. I, I can, I mean, TOS, I can imagine, I can mention every single one. You know what I mean? You can name three matches. I can name more matches than I lost blood. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Cologne and fucking, uh, I don't even know who he was. I know all the motherfucking people Cologne wrestled. That yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, it was it. Cologne and Tremont, I think, second round. Uh, Cologne and 
who did he face? Havoc first round. Havoc first round, yeah. Uh, Ricky Shane Page and mm-hmm. who did he face? Tim well, Dons. Tim Dons first round. Yeah. Trey. I don't fucking know. Either. I don't remember honestly. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, we did a little over an hour. I think uh, I think it's uh, getting better by the week. So uh, definitely looking forward to doing next week. Uh, yeah, man. Quick review of a uh, tournament of survival, and we'll do predictions for uh, tournament of death. And so it it should be a packed show next week. Uh, obviously talking about you know deathmatch season. So it is what it is. But um, check out JCat blogtalkradio.com slash yakuza. Check us out uh, iTunes, Mixler, wherever you want to find us just type in THD podcast it'll pop up eastern and, block yeah eastern block cell gang 8349 uh big shout out to all the murderers out there and all the fucking naked supporters and shit uh man, man it should be a it should be a fun week i'm finally going on vacation after wednesday so i'll uh i'll be off for a week and a half so i can fully enjoy the whole deathmatch season without having to get up or do anything for for a week and a half so um, yeah that's for sure Absolutely. All right, man. Well, pleasure as always. Uh, this was good shit. And uh, thanks to all the listeners in the chat room. Thanks to all the listeners that are downloading the shit uh, wherever you find it. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And uh, eventually we'll do a show where we basically just talk about how we got into indie wrestling, what what kind of, uh, you know, gained our interest and so forth. We we'll probably should have done it next week. Uh, we plan on it this week, but we kind of just you know, went all over the place. All good. But uh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it on a slow week. I mean, next week's gonna be tough because you know TOS and TOD and all that shit. So yeah, next couple of weeks are gonna be like deathmatch tournaments. Not a problem. Yeah. After that, we'll definitely get get to it. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, Jay, thank you for joining me. Any uh, yeah. Sunday, as as a matter of fact. Yeah, Sundays. Check us out every Sunday for the most part, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can find it on both archives. Peace.